You're listening to the Know Nothing Podcast with Stat and Dojo. Oh, hello. So, hello. That's, that's okay. Hi. How you doing? Intro. Nice done. energy. <laughs> Intro is over. Welcome to podcast number something. And, uh, and Stat doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Post-con blues. That's what we're talking about. Oh, it's the saddest. Okay, yeah, yeah. the the uh, the real The real effect of having so much positive feelings in one condensed moment, and then uh, realizing there's a yang to any yin. You have to have the opposite to have uh, the the good, and you have to have the bad, and you experience the bad right after. That's true, and uh, basically. Um, Basically. we're back from TwitchCon. Yes, we are. I'm about to see. Oh. What? Uh, oh, yeah, she's sick hey. too. Mm, excuse me. So, we're back from TwitchCon. It was in San Diego, which I liked because I like San Diego because I was born there. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's actually a beautiful place. And uh, you get to see so many cool people, so many nice people, so many people that are like connected to you in a way, even if you've never met them before. Yeah. They have this connection because they like the same things as you, and they mm-hmm. yep. are in the yep. same like I don't know how to describe it. Like you're in the same like light beam. Wow, if that makes sense. Light beam. <laughs> I just thought I'd Astra. Okay, give me a break. <sighs> that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> it's light, light, beam. light beams. Okay, <laughs> that's where my head's at. <laughs> Every walk around, people fucking flashlights in their faces. Face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know. So, we've yeah. had, so we've had lots of conversations about why cons are good, like why we we go there, we have these parties, we really enjoy ourselves because we immediately meet people in our same mindset, our our same uh, focus, our same uh, common problems, really. I mean, if you're honest, I mean, it's like everything that they're struggling with, you're struggling with, and you just know that right away. You don't even have to talk about it. It's just the way it is. So you can easily relate to anything you might have uh, to talk about. And that's that. That's the positive we're talking about. You meet a lot of great people. And in like such a short period of time. So you go like months and months of doing, you know, the same thing, streaming. You meet people online, but it's not the same. And then, or you meet them online. And then when you see them there for the first time, also is this really cool experience where it's like, oh, here's this person's a human. I see them. <laughs> yes, they're they're like, they're not just a digital voice or like a picture on the, on the screen. And so it's, it's kind of cool to have that transition from like an internet friend to an, like an IRL friend. Yeah. And what's interesting is that we, you know, the people I'd say are the strangest to meet. It's not bad, but strange is the like the fans, people that were viewers of you, um, because when you see those people, there's you don't have a voice usually. Sometimes you have one if they came to the Discord, but rarely. Mostly, there's no voice, there's no face picture. It's just a name. It's not even a real name. It's a fake name that they made up. So it's like there's no reference point to come from. When you meet a streamer, you have like an eighty percent chance of basically knowing exactly who they are when you meet them. I'm, I'm serious about that. Like, I, I've yet to meet a streamer that I'm surprised about. When they start talking to me, like, oh, you're not, you're kind of being weird. Maybe a couple of the big guys are a little stranger. But other than that, it's like everyone's exactly Who's the same. Who's being weird? Uh, I'm trying to think off the hand. Maybe not this, this trip. Oh, not, no, you don't have to give me names. I'm just like, no. what do you mean? So, maybe colder, maybe a little less uh, happy, you know, because people on stream usually do project a, a sense of happiness or sense of positivity. Sometimes it's not always like that. You know, it doesn't always come off as that. But other than that, it's again, it's mostly people that you they're being themselves on stream. So when you be yourself in person, they're they're going to be the same person, and that, and, that, and that means it warms up. So I'm saying, like the people who are fans are always the, throw me the most off, and and I hope I don't they don't always notice, but I always get like kind of disjointed because of it. So I have to adjust my brain to who they are now you know like uh, i'm now attaching a face to like months instead of their years. profile picture and their like their name yeah they're mo- well it, it goes back through their the, the two years or the, the watching you know like i go back to all the things they said and everything they did and how much they were part of the channel Who <laughs> do you remember talking? all that for the most part i get i get i get vibes so like when someone comes in now i know them but i'm like you haven't been here a long time that's all i can remember you know if they haven't been wrong. like i can remember that they haven't been there like, but i have a picture of memory knowing that the name itself is familiar and it's been around same for the reverse effect. If they're like every day, um, I start remembering all the all the paths to their conversations and who they are as a person. I get kind of like a mental picture of the person's personality by how they talk. Who you the think they are? Yeah, because you have to do a little bit to but it. But then they're not that person when you meet them. Uh, it's hard to say because I don't have enough time to really learn them as a human being to know if it's one to one. 
because uh, a lot of okay, there's a lot of intimacy to streaming. I think that we're not putting in a lot of, uh, a lot of gumption in the fact that people know us. You know, Stan, like people know us. I think more than we think they do. Just by watching, yeah, us they're, they're watching you, yeah, and they know like what you're going through and what, what you know how you react to situations or um, just your life in general. Yeah. For sure, they know a lot more about you than you do about them. Yeah, so when you meet someone for the first time, face, you know, voice sounding. Uh, personality for the most part is brand new, but you've been knowing them for like two years. It's a disjointing effect. It's a very like it's like you got to mesh them together. Yeah, so you have to mesh them because they're not two different people. So you have to, like two little puzzle pieces in your brain, kind of pushing them together. Yeah, it's always weird. It's always weird. Um, I mean, so yeah, because I met a couple fans today um, this weekend, and it was fascinating to meet and stuff. Speaking of, I want to give a shout out if dude ever does actually uh, listen to our podcast. Um, it was very heartwarming to have him just simply take the effort to make a cup for me, a mug with my name on it. Yeah, I saw that. It was really cute. It wasn't even just like a, my my name. It was like a meme my channel has. It's, it's like a it's a better version of a name because it's like a what only someone in my channel would have any idea what that was, you know, or get what tells us what it's about. So it's kind of an obscure mug, and I kind of like that. And so the style's good, the size is good. It's a thoughtful gift that's that's thought through all the way, and I thought it was kind of fascinating. And, I was really charged all that night to make sure I wore that very heavy ceramic mug around my neck like a chain through the most, you know. You biggest, don't lose it, yeah. Yeah, and it's embarrassing if you think about it. If you think about it too long, you know, I'm going to some really nice parties, meeting some really high-end people. I think, you know, talking to Anthony uh, Kampeng, whatever his name is, for a while with this thing freaking hanging from my neck. You know, it's like, it's, it's an awkward thing if you think about it through an abstract. But I had no problems with it because I knew it came from my community. I know it, the story behind it is a great story. So if anyone asks me about it, it's going to be like, hey, you know what? This is from a fan. This is amazing, you know? And, and they would relate to it. So it became a relate. It's like it's an amazing little small token can actually spread through a night like a, uh, like a tree uh, where conversation and, and usefulness. I think, uh, I think Cherry Blossom ended up actually using it for her drinks at the Coliseum uh, because they, only, they made you buy them like in twos. So she poured both of them in a glass and let her car carry the mug around. So it was a useful mug for like... Yeah, at the concert? Yeah. That concert was really cool. Yeah, it was a good concert. I really liked that, what they did. I think that some other platforms should take a hint and see what, <laughs> you know, uh, this this platform's doing. And just the cool experience that it gave a lot of people. Like, I mean, the fact that reg regardless of your time that you had at TwitchCon, good or bad, mm -hmm. there was a freaking concert. And it was pretty good. And like, they had like these guys performing up there that most people know. And it was like just a, a cool experience. And I think that that's something that you can take away regardless of the rest of the, the con. So it's like, which is like almost like a guaranteed positive ending to the whole thing. Yes. That's exactly why people I think are digging what TitchCon is representing because they did the same thing last year or something else. Um, I will say that I'm very embarrassed and kind of, I'll, I'll admit wrong where I thought the regular party was going to suck donkey dong and that I had to fly in early on a Thursday just to see the partner party. Cause I figured, Hey, I'm a partner now. I can get in the party. It's gotta be a better party, right? Not even close. It, it was strange how the, the, well, I mean, you're comparing a, you know, a partner party that's kind of low key, not, <clears throat> not a concert with blink 182 and logic can't compare them. Yes, I can. In my I, opinion. I'll explain why no. I can. No. Because I have been to parties. Private oh, par wait, well, guys. I've been to private parties. I've been to parties. I've been to private parties that oh, were, that were better than a Blink-182 Blink concert, okay? Really? Uh, yeah, I have. Parties where, where I've had such a great experience with the environment being perfectly volume controlled. The drinks being... I, mean, I remember you at the Blink-182. You look like you're having a great time. Don't we? We're not going there. You should be good. I'm saying I'm great. I'm just saying that this these private parties I've happened to where I've had these moment of conversations of deep with brand new strangers is more meaningful and more amazing to me than any Blink One Eight concert. So, with that said, I I just can't argue. With, I have to say that yes, Blink One Two is a, usually a cent, a good a good starting point for a party. But for my point is I, the partner party was supposed to be something different to me. It was supposed to be a much more exclusive where I can really relate and network and talk to people and have moments with, with human beings that I've never really met in person but have the same shared experience. I was looking for that. And the partner party didn't give me that at all. And it just upset me, to be honest. And I knew the, the big one oh, wasn't, was... Uh, and the oh. big one wasn't supposed to do that. that they were never alluding to it. But you know what's funny? Because of the size of that stadium, if you really wanted to, you could talk just fine in the back areas, you know? You can still listen to the band like we did and still talk. I was having conversations with people back in that. Um, I even had pictures like, you know, by the fence, the fence area, sorry, where, where we were all standing. 
um, we had conversations. So it was like it was quiet enough that it wasn't like overbearing, cool enough that everyone was there and feeling camaraderie. It was easy to get in and out. It was brightly lit. It was safe. You didn't have open beer containers. <laughs> what? Do you know what I'm talking about? Open beer containers. You're was with, I aware of something? You were, you were not very with it. Um, the partner party. Remember the beer containers? Oh, yeah. Oh, the oh. open beer glasses. Yeah. Not I, what are they? Containers. What's a beer container? Anything with a beer? glass? Yeah, sure. It could be a glass. It could be a mug. No. It could be, it could be a please, plastic. please don't ever call Whoa. a glass of beer a beer container. <laughs> Why? You really are upset by this. Look, everyone, look, you hear the voice. Well, you, Did you, you hear your voice? know what you're talking about. You, and then you tell me that you speak in these like slang. Slave. That I've never heard. <laughs> mm, beer container. <laughs> my beer container over there. Everybody out there, I apologize. <laughs> I believe he's. I believe he's nerd shaming right now. I think he, what he's just done is nerd shaming, and uh, <laughs> that's what happens when he has five days. Okay, with me. Oh, We've been around for five days. He's he's on edge with dojo. He, oh, he, I thought he, it was he, the other way around. You, you can only hit hang on me for five days in a row. <laughs> I'm <just testing. laughs> well, I don't get mad at you when you say the word container. I'm not mad. Oh, you, you're definitely upset by this container <laughs> word. Like you, you, if everyone can rewind back to hear his voice, it was a very tense kind of like, dude, if you do it again, I'm going to hit you. Mm. <laughs> so other than the open beer, like glasses there on the table, which was posted about and, you know, everyone, no one liked it. And obviously I picked up a drink from there and it was warm beer and it sucked. And, um, uh, not to mention the like safety concerns. The safety is what I'm talking about. That's the big. I know. It's really. Not I know. Good. It's really. Kind of I weird. didn't realize when I took it, but I realized after. And so that's why you were so easy that night have for done me. done that. Oh my gosh. What? You, that's why you were so easy. I was able to take advantage oh of you. Oh my god. It was, Dojo. What? Sorry. And then huh? we were inside and was loud on the inside. There was like a little the two floor. It was yeah, like two. a little dance floor that no one was on. Yep. And then the upstairs there was also loud. And then on the outside there this whole like tent. With another DJ separate from the inside DJ, and the music and the bass was unbelievably like bassy, if that makes sense. It was like so, so what it didn't feel. It's called so. Uh, if we can get a little yes, audio nerdy, music, music, music man. I'm gonna get a lot of it. It's called standing waves. So what happens is this: when you have like a low end frequency, if you don't have it, if it doesn't resolve properly, like all the way through, like it's a types in, uh, you you can kind of reverberate of reflections off a room, and start creating what's called standing waves, where you get like um, think of two waves in an ocean doubling, okay? Because you have two waves stacked on top of each other at exactly the same what's called phase uh, from reflections, right? And that stacking doubles the sound in that particular frequency range, not the whole sound, not the entire audio spectrum, just that one. So you get the bass goes like almost like really loud, and it's, it's it's obnoxious. It's not musical. It hurts your ears, makes your chest hurt, and you just don't want to be there anymore. And that is all you could hear in that concert. Um, it's oh it's, yeah, and they're only serving beer and wine, and and beer wine that beer that could be possibly poisoned, um, roofied for girls and stuff, which apparently had stories of. Um, warm beer, which I don't even like beer, let alone warm beer. Um, and well, over, overcrowded because there's way too many partners now. Let's be honest, it's like more partners than I think they need to have a private party more. I just think it wasn't a great location, honestly. Like it, it could have been a better location than that in and outside um, setup. But on the, on the same side, like it was really close to this bar that we walked to to take shots of tequila, and that was cool. He said, "How cool! Maybe, maybe we're going to move to. Um, we're talking to tequila in a second. I'm not going to wash over that. We're not going to. We're going to tangent too far. I'm going to say something real quick though. It would be cool if this uh, streaming just just taught us something. One thing we're not even paying attention to that by getting these parties, we're learning what works and what doesn't. And we're just going to be in, um, event planners and charters of these parties in the future. That's is our that job. what you want to do? It might be. Who knows? Wouldn't that be interesting? Event dojo." Not when we call that, but you know, it, it yeah, is all these industries go. hire people to do this stuff. Somebody hired or did the Twitch thing and didn't do their job as best as they could. And somebody did certain other parties that we know of that did it great. And you start learning to, you, you start talking to those people. Like, cause well, the they, Discord party right after that Max, was great. It was Max, wasn't his name? It was Max. He, he ran that thing. It was his, it was his, uh, the Discord party was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, Discord, no, Discord was in the basement somewhere, wasn't it? That was the music. There was a basement and upstairs there was a dance floor where they had like those sharks dancing. Oh, the fucking sharks. The baby sharks. So you backed up. Yeah, you said the tequila, which actually we have a photo of. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm going to document. I want to find that tequila. Apparently it's one of the only tequilas that are 
allowed to come in the U.S. It's actually from Mexico, which I know sounds silly. Like, well, was not tequila from Mexico? No, it's not. Two reasons. Number one, some is actually bottled in the U.S. Number two, some are, I think, apparently in Mexico, they bottled the crappy versions, like the bad batches, and they send those to America. Um, but this one we had was really good. The guy recommended it. It was pretty good. Is cool. that hearsay or what? What's hearsay? But the bottling well, thing? You no, just said no, did, bottling so, is sending the trash. No, because no, the three treones, right? The three treones, um, I had that in Mexico, in, in Isla Mujeres Island. And I talked to the bartender, and he says, this is from Mexico and all that jazz. And he even mumbled about it, but he was like kind of snickering. You know, it's okay, Mexican, right? Just, maybe just joking. So I just said, uh, no problem. And then when I came to the States, I went to a Mexican uh, tequila bar uh, in downtown Minneapolis. I had all, every, every possible tequila. And I tried the three, the exact same tequila, and it tastes like absolute horse shit. And I talked to the director, and I said, yeah, we don't like three cones here uh, very much at all. And I, so I like, started putting two together. Like, it, it's, like, that's my personal experience. It could be totally washed out. But someone's told me that, and I've experienced it, where the bad stuff out of, out of Mexico stays outside the country and vice versa. So either way, the stuff that we had was really good, and it was from Mexico, and i got to look for it again because it had a very spicy, very specific. It was a nice flavor, yeah. It was very And we didn't have any chaser or nothing? No, it was very unique, I think, as I was putting it. I, I, I have a, like a palate that's very recognizable right now, and I want more of it just to give it a try. But so yeah, we left to get a tequila because there's no tequila. I mean... I don't know if everyone's heard this a thousand times, but me and Stad are, are liquor drinkers. We we enjoy how that feels. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want that in my description. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stad, <laughs> a liquor drinker. <laughs> I enjoy liquor. Oh, is that we're doing? We're writing our bios right now. I don't know. You just. Oh, I mean, if me I just didn't drinker. know we were writing. If we're, I mean, dude, if we're writing our bios, then let me know. I, <laughs> they know that. Is liquor drinker like a nice way of saying alcoholic? Wow, no, it's not. But think now that's really stark. No, we're not, no, I'm talking about the type beer, liquor, they're categories of alcohol. <laughs> liquor drinker. Oh, like, you prefer the hard think stuff. Of an, it's just logic English. Beer drinker, right? If I said beer drinker, I wouldn't call you that wouldn't you think that's an alcoholic? Mm. Why do why do hard liquors why do hard liquor drinkers get called alcoholics more, do you think? Is it just because people were scared because it's such strong stuff? I don't even know. I don't know. Because think about it, like a lot of people drink beers every day after work, and no one bats an eye. No one usually calls them alcoholic. It takes a lot of beers to like get really drunk. Yeah, it takes me a lot me. of fucking hard liquor to get drunk. Like I don't get drunk off like a, well, you maybe, but you're okay. You're mm-hmm. not okay. Fine. You're what? Well, how many beers? Excuse is, me. How many beers does it take you to get um, feeling it? I don't know, like four or five. That's so much water. So, it is. Oh man, it takes a long time. I prefer just like having be able to drink one or two drinks and just feel good. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 we we talked about this at BitCon. Bit, bit the other one is almost like this this race against time, which I don't like. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, because the beer. Is, like, well, because yeah, because you pause gotta... for a second and you're like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> Missed. Better start over. <laughs> Missed, Missed the fucking gone. We talked about this at BitCon three. The three drink. Uh, the three drink. Um, buzz. Three drink buzz. Yeah. And you never, it, yeah. Well, that's the weird thing about alcohol. Anyways, go ahead. No, I'm saying that that's a, that to me is the trick. It's like if you can maintain. Well, what it. what that is three drink and, and people people don't know what that means. That basically means like around three drinks of let's say of you know vodka soda or whatever your mixed drink is. It could even be three shots like spread out over time. Definitely gives time. you like this. What? Definitely time though. It can't be boom 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, over time. Yeah. Um, and like you feel good like a, an elevated place and then i feel like what happens is you kind of want to chase that the rest of the night mm-hmm. and it's not ever possible to get back to that like euphoria or that early like stage mm-hmm. that's the peak so. of the of the of the drink night to me um but i've learned through what <laughs> i do get sloppier and sloppier you do, you, do you usually do i i think i'm pretty skilled at not getting sloppier and sloppier i think because i kind of manipulate how I drink, I start drinking like more vodka Red Bulls near the mid area so that I get like a caffeine energy high to combine with that three. Drink. You're just really fast and sloppy. No. <laughs> You're like a speed sloppy guy. Is that how you see me at the end of the night? Yeah, you? you're like, you, before you're like, like you have slow slurs and now it's quick slurs. <laughs> Jesus I'm just kidding. He's, he's not a sloppy. He's it's not fine. sloppy. It's fine. Things I'm just missing. messing with him. I'm just envisioning this. I'm envisioning somebody slurring really fast. <laughs> 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 
Dude, what the hell is with this guy right here? <laughs> I honestly don't think I've, I'm around that many people that get that way because I, I think that you wouldn't survive he, in this industry. It's better to not ever get there, and I and I really don't like being around that type of thing because it's like it's just not it's not a good vibe, you know. It just turns into like this mess where people are, you know. That's the one thing about these parties. Sometimes is like I usually don't drink too much to get like to the point of that and when you see other people like that at the end of the night it's kind of just like not a good vibe no it's not and it was rare i think honestly it takes it's time rare out. i see it a lot you see it a lot of these parties at parties i haven't seen many of these conventions i haven't seen too many at the conventions oh well, i don't see that many people out of control i mean it, to be honest the drama has been almost nothing i can't think of any big stories that come out of parties like a big, like a big YouTuber getting stupid, duly drunk, and then getting into a fight or something, or, or a really big huge Twitch streamer with a lot of money, fucking like, uh, coming on to a girl getting naked or something, like doing stupid, like, like there's <laughs> oh no, you don't hear about this, you don't hear, Jeez. like, it's not like this, this freaking. There's a lot. Yeah, of, I guess people are are fairly professional. I guess exactly, it's a professional or at least industry in, in public. From what I can tell, everyone is professional in this industry. I so I worked in design and stuff. I've been going to conventions. I've been going to business meetings all my life really design and printing and packaging and they're more boring but there's a similarity in in the professionality when people are drinking and talking in both industries it's actually pretty remarkable you'll be at a cold cold ass party with everyone drinking for like you know days on end and you'll sit there and still have a long conversation with streamlabs about business in a in a real meaningful way with an actual like intention for conversation of 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 connecting in the future it's not some sloppy drunks just shouting out song lyrics in, in some karaoke that's going super loud in the background while someone does cor you know does cocaine off of a, a table somewhere. It's not like that kind oh. of party. It's really not. These parties are fun fundamentally a professional event, and I think that's what attracts me since the beginning. Is it? Ha it's professional. <laughs> to me, that's important a lot. Yeah, I think that's why I like the shit parties, the ones that like where the beers out on the table and the music's too loud and, and standing ways my my ears hurt. That's not professional. If you had a, a, a host of um, like high-end brokerage insurance company guys coming through for the big convention, you you if you pull that shit off, you'll never get hired again, because they w take their stuff seriously too, and they have money. And I I think it's fascinating to, to see what actually happens when someone doesn't do it right. So back to the blues. Mm. I've been distracting you this whole. How time. do you deal with? I've like... been distracting you to get you all. I didn't want to be sad tonight. What what do you deal with? How do you deal with it? Like, you know, you come back and you know you have such a good time, surrounded by all these good people, and you're making new friends, connecting with old friends, and it's just this really, especially like, for me, it's like sometimes I see people I've known for four years, and I don't get to see them that often, but I talk to them, you know, pretty often online and on the phone or whatever, and then you see them in person, it's just a nice feeling to like be around them and 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 communicate to see how they're doing, and you and you know you just catch up basically yeah. and and that's something that is really gives like a really good energy really positive feeling and then you come home and it's like back to you, you kind of have to come back and get into this routine that you were in and you gotta like you know go, whatever it is you do you have to get back into that routine you gotta get like comfortable with being at living at this level like if that is at nine in terms of like energy and, and good feelings you come back to you know your life and your life's more like around a seven or a six or a five and getting used to that again like living like at that at that energy level at that level i feel like that's part of the difficult thing is like for the like, the thing is it's pretty difficult to keep up that pace of the like the four days of non-stop go but when you come back you kind of get used to this this lower level and trying to just be okay with that you know the um it was interesting like you, you said earlier that san diego like i love san diego do you no hold on you said you love san diego like you love location right mm -hmm. and um what would hit me today actually before i left the, the thing i was walking in san diego it was really nice and hit me like you know what it's, it's not where it is though because with the, the the blues for me the the um the, the post-con blues is that I realize I am pretty alone in my life. Like we all are, we all 
I think every streamer really truthfully is alone. They, they have, may have a family, may have a girlfriend, someone they're close by, but their lives live on the computer alone in a room for the most part. And that loneliness is a real thing that's not necessarily a problem, but it's something we live with. So when we get to these conventions, it's like a drug of human interaction. Intimacy yeah. mixed with um, both, you know, physically, mentally, uh, uh, visually, everything's, everything's really like we, we are overexposed almost to human people who are like are, are kind, they're like us, they talk like us, they think like us, they, we can do business, we can make money, we can have fun, we can get drunk, we can just par your ass off, we can dance. It's like an overexposure of human connection that it almost within like fucking four hours period is ripped from us till whenever we decide to make this plan again. And that it, it's that it, I think it strikes some chord within our inner humanity that we need more human interaction, and we hate, we don't. It's like fuck it, it hits us hard, and we just kind of like we just sit there as like a rock waiting for something to get us out of it. Um, you asked what do I do to get to get through it. My my uh, therapy is Twitter. I try my best when I'm in these conventions to just get a follow back and forth from anyone I can, not for business reasons, but to see what how they're handling the postcon, what their thoughts are, what they're doing. And then try commenting on those Twitter posts, you know, remembering almost like a follow up, like, hey, you remember me? But also, like, I'm watching you, you watch me, like, we're, we're, we had a shared experience, let's, uh, let's, not, let's not lose touch. And it's kind of like a little bit of last, last minute uh, interaction with humanity for, for a little while after that. After the and then what happens is, like, it dissipates and you go back into a cocoon world? <laughs> we well, kind of have to, but. You make it sound like you're, like, you're, like, grasping at, like, the last bit. You're like, wait. I still remember. Yes, you could. You could. Be. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, there it goes, and then it's done. You could. You could be. <laughs> you could, went, hold on. You can be. You could be very literal with that and be all poetic, but it's, it's. I don't know. It's not. It's quite that heavy. There's some people who actually do stick around and become some of a a, a Twitter. Partner. I agree. I definitely think that happens. Twitter partner. Yeah, I call them Twitter partners. People who. <laughs> Twitter guys, if, if you follow back Dojo. You're officially his partner on Twitter. <laughs> no, Twitter partners. Not not like oh, yeah. uh, not with oh, a check yeah. mark. Not with Tell us more about your Twitter partner. Oh, Lori. People who basically like each other's tweets, but rarely ever comment and never DM. You know what I'm saying? Twitter partners. You you know you know what those are. Don't I, I I don't have any of those. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's really sad. You're you're I'm sad. Just busting your balls. Bro. I know you are, and there's no reason for it. Dojo's uh, in the blues. Remember, we have blues. We're in the blues, right? Okay. Did we pick? Did we pick Dojo, on each other so enough during this trip? I feel so like we. I feel like Twitter we partners. That, you know why didn't we? We really fucked up. We should have spent a half hour every single night at some point, gone to a quiet place, and recorded a podcast every night when we were out and about. Just like twenty minutes of what's on our mind. It's a great idea to think of when we're back home recording a podcast. <laughs> I asked you, I, and I you, you were tell you. you were like very like no, you were so you're like dude, I, I'm all about not doing any work this week. I'm all, you remember you told me this thing. Well, it's not work. It's more like well, then why did you I agree when I asked a, it? I see it as an escape. I see it as an escape. You were talking about like vlogging and stuff. I don't know. I feel I see it, it as is. an escape, hmm. and um, sitting down for thirty minutes and recording a podcast is one thing. Recording your Whole day is something else. No, like, no, I, I didn't say whole day. I would never. You didn't no, mention the podcast. No, I didn't say podcast. I said just record us talking. I said, you said that. Yeah, I did like five times. But it's fine. I didn't push five you. times. You did not say yes, five twice, times. Twice before the con, twice in your apartment, one in the car. I did. It's okay. It's fine. You don't listen to me. You never listen. To me. You never listen to me. Remember you saying that. You don't hear me. It's okay. It's fine. Wow. It's fine. Next what time. A strange time. Next time. Uh, whenever Fine, I, I can ever afford to go back to this place again. <laughs> Lucky for me, I was able to drive there. Two hours. Ooh, Ooh such an expensive trip. And then BlizzCon's coming up. It's actually in a month, so it's pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna go to that. Well, I'm that's not, I'm gonna do even it. closer. You're going to another con. Yeah, that's a two-day con, more low-key, and um, yeah, I'm excited to go do that. I've never been. And I'm uh, hoping they talk about Diablo 4. Well, I mean, so yeah. Oh, just coming. No, I'm not. I can't afford it. They can't afford it. Oh, just coming. Nope. All right. Love you again. Uh, yes, the, blue, the blues is a real thing. And you feel it actually before you leave for me. I actually feel it before. Usually because I'm one of the last people out the door. Like everyone I know always goes earlier. Early, and like I, f I feel myself walking the city with like no one left. Like I'm one of the last people to say goodbye usually to somebody. And, that's, and so I can think about all the people gone. It's kind of a weird feeling. I can't say, hey, 
You want to meet up quick at a bar? I can't say this to anybody. It's a weird feeling, and I hate that feeling. So, yeah. That's just What's your deep. favorite thing about conventions? Hmm. For me, it's the parties. I like going to the parties, and I like going for, like, <laughs> lunch and dinner. The lunch and dinner and the parties that, is really cool. How many times we cover this? We Yeah, we know the parties, but that's not the favorite thing. Yeah, like, it is. No, it's not, because it's not the party. Well, it's the people you're with at that, the party. That's what's, it's, honestly, you have to be more honest about it. I, I guess I skip over that, but those, yeah, the people you surround yourself you with are you really shouldn't. important. The problem, with, the problem with saying party is it always adds a connotation to everyone who listens. Everybody wants to hear that you are a partier, that you're... That's not what it is. I know, no, because we know that, but they don't. So when you say parties, it sounds... Okay, like, I'm not a partier. No, he's not, actually. You're not a party. I don't see you as a clubber at I'm all. not a party animal. No. I do like going to these parties because it's a place, a, a condensed place where if you're surrounded by the right people when you get there the circle just grows you know and, you, and you're able to like communicate with more people and then all of a sudden you've like talked to a few people over the night over a few drinks you can always be like hey can i get you a drink and you know it's free and you go get them a drink and it's great well it's not always free but um so we, to, to extend we always have these conversations about these these we love these conventions we talk about all the time these people are so tired of listening to this but uh, something else, not an epiphany, but another, I like, like analyzing why I like things. <laughs> I do. And one of the things I like uh, about these parties is you meet someone or like a good five to a dozen people brand new the first two nights. You know, everyone's brand new the first night or two. And it's crazy. It's, it's actually one of the higher energies. You know, you're more, way more messed up because you just, you, you hit the wall crazy. You had fun meeting these people, having lots of fun, getting Twitter or whatever. And you have like a day of a lull. There's always like making a, Twitter partners. Yes. Twitter partners. Yes. Keep bringing that up. Make me feel weird. Mm, do that. <laughs> but then you have like a day of lull. Well, you might meet a couple of people at a party, but for the most part, you're just kind of like at that point, you're tired of partying for two days. The third day is always like a, you're all hanging around, you're huddling in a corner together uh, as friends, like people you know. Whatever. But then the last night, last night is always one of the more interesting nights because everyone, you know everyone in that entire room is fucking tired, but not like too tired, but they've all been partying. You know they've all been doing this. So this is kind of like a, a slower pace to people you know, all around. And then you start running into like, all these people you've met the first two nights. So it's like this strange kind of reunion of the first person. And the, oh, hey, you know, hi, oh, I saw you. It, it's How many times have I been to a bar, like I'm, I'm going to go get the drink, and I'm just sitting there waiting for the drink partner to look over and someone from two parties ago, and I just immediately start just chatting. And there's no pressure because I'm waiting for a drink, so I can either stay with this person and talk forever or just grab the drink and say, it's amazing, I saw you again, I'll see you on Twitter, and rock away. And it gives you so many options and outlets and ways of talking to people. It's, it's fascinating. So the last party always is easiest for me. I, I could talk to anybody. And I end up talking to my friends a lot too. Like I'll just simply, this is not the night. We've had three nights of craziness. Let's get real about some things and talk about some serious issues. And we have. And so I get all the all facets hitting me on that last party. Do you have any um, tips for people who want to go to these things that are uncomfortable or nervous and they get into a party? And how do you, how do you like... Yeah, dude. Start talking to random people, or, Here's or the what do you do? Here's the problem because what works for no, me. No, I want answers. I don't I want know, problems. I want answers. No, but works. What works for me will not work for somebody else necessarily, and that's what a lot of people not do. True. They love giving advice, and it's it's kind of like, dude, you're okay. Well, okay, give me advice, and I'll tell you why. And then I want to know if that would work for me. Give me advice. No, because it's good. <laughs> the first no, one. I want advice. How do you do it? And then I'll tell you how I do it. Oh uh, well, I have I've. I've no secrets. I simply two things I do. I get drunk, and I'm really good at get drunk. Okay, hold on. And period. No, no, not beard. No, the second part is <laughs> oh. I'm really good at, which is one of my talents. I think is is able to make me interested in somebody. You know the old book, um, how to how interested to make, in somebody. Hold on. You know the old book, the '20s book. It says how to influence people and make friends or whatever. The takeaway yeah. of the whole entire book is simply, hey, just be genuinely interested in other people's stuff, you know, what they're doing. So I want to ask you, I didn't say I, how to keep a conversation going. No. How do you start a conversation? That is, that's what it is. It's like, that's it. I start a conversation with whatever they've said to me in the 15 milliseconds they've talked to me. I have to grasp onto but something. But you're starting the conversation. It's yes. not what they are saying. 
Not your response. What is? What do you? How do you start a conversation from with a brand random new person? from nowhere? Like person standing. Yeah, you've never it. met this person okay. before, but they seem interesting, or you know them from somewhere. You, you can't answer that them. question. You have to look into every single situation as a completely new experience. There's nothing you can do that you can prepare for. You have to see the person and be able to freaking evaluate them in a weird way. Like, what does they look like? Are they attractive or not attractive? Why are they not attractive? Are they attractive because they care about themselves? So that means maybe they're working hard or doing something in front of a camera. Are they a streamer? <laughs> maybe they're not a streamer. Well, maybe they'll be doing wow. streamers Do later. Wow, about that stuff? Oh, my Lord. I am, wow. I am analyzing everybody at a party, and it's not meant to be, like, a mean thing. It's like, what can I what can I talk to this person about? What can they be talking to that person about? What would work? And then what I do is I compare across, analyze that, and analyze with whatever people I may have seen before have reactions to and had stories to and had conversations with. I can compare them almost like instantly. Okay, this person has um, it goes down to haircut. Actually, haircut has a lot to do with it. If your haircut is really haircut, if your haircut is fucking pristine, and I mean goddamn perfect, I will never talk to you because that person will never ever we talk. You, your hair is far from perfect, <laughs> but I appreciate it. You, you do a good your job. You do a good job. You do a lot. Of, you, you're close. That's why you're intimidating. You're close. Wow. You 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 are fine. Don't worry about it. In fact, it's better that way, dude. I'll show it to you next time. We, I mean, this is a strange conversation. So you're gonna show me like pristine haircut. I will like, definitely has, like, show you. You be like, you be, you look at me and you look right at me like, okay, I might get this. I understand. Uh, there was three of them at the last you party. Show me the person this time. I'll talk to them. Oh, damn, that's actually pretty fun. We could do that game. They're usually a horrible really, human being. They're good. usually horrible human beings. First of all, that just that's like the first. Wow, if you have a nice haircut, no, perfect. You're a horrible no, human. No, perfect hair. I'm What's not talking the about different. I will show you. It's a, there's a there's a there is perfect haircut and there is oh less. Oh my god. I, wow, this is this is interesting. It's real. It is fucking. It's real. It's real. It is real. According to you, and not, it has more, and it does actually apply. See, it does apply to beards too. It does. All. It does apply to beards too. You haven't helped me at all yet, by the way. You're I'm asking how. How do you start a conversation you with somebody? How do you start a conversation at a convention with a person you've never met or talked to before? Take a chance. Take a chance on me. You have to take a chance. You have to simply take. A leap of faith that when you're opening your mouth, whatever you say is going to have a good reaction. You have to be okay with that failure. It's it's like a study in human failure and acceptance. It's it's messed up, man, because I'm not good at it. I'm never going to pretend I'm good at that. Why do you think the, the drinking creates a little barrier where that failure is not a problem anymore? I failed a lot this weekend, by the way. I never talked to you about them because why? That's failures. Oh, really? Yeah, like a, a couple. Real I didn't moments. see this because then it, well, it's not like you don't see failures because they're so quick and they whatever. It's like. Where you talk to somebody, you have the two, three sentences, and there's suddenly this moment where like, oh shit, I hit a roadblock. There's no one else, there's nothing else I can talk to you about. It happened at least three, four times. Once when, by the way, I was a little annoyed. Run away. I was annoyed with uh, one of our friends. I'm gonna say his name because why I threw him on the bus, where I said, I was just admitting in a, in a way that when, when it comes to women, like faces are what's attractive. Like I, I I find that to be the first thing I see. Like everything about the face is where I care about. It's weird. And he's like, Who, what do you mean? He wanted me to elaborate. So I looked around like like those faces, like that, just elaborate, right? Not because I was like telling you I like that girl, I want that girl. And he, apparently in his perception, he said, oh, I got to grab that girl and bring her over here so he can talk to her. And it's like, no, it's not what I'm, no. And oh, shit, he did it. And he left right away, grabbed uh, the girl and says, you know, and I awkwardly started a conversation and it did not work because, I, you know, it wasn't right. It wasn't what it was supposed to be. I did not like I liked her or even wanted her. I just was trying to describe my overall philosophy of facial things. So it was really awkward for me to be forced in that situation. That was definitely number one fail that weekend. That's a, it's a pretty, you know, I think it's important to get used to that feeling in your stomach. You're right. When, you like, are right. when you get like, when you talk to somebody and it doesn't work out yes. or they like, they're like, leave me alone, not leave me alone, but like they, they're not into it and they want to go yep. and guy or girl, whatever it, it creates this feeling that's not, and you got to embrace that feeling because it's you are definitely going to experience it. It's, it's going to so happen. So no matter what you do in your life, you're going to have those experiences. Best thing to do is actually get comfortable with that because you need to be able to do that. You need to be able to have a conversation with someone. You need to be able to go with somebody and have a conversation, talk about something and be okay with them being like, even you being okay with it, not clicking. Like it happens all the time. Well, and you can't get a full read off someone just based on the way they look. So you got to have them open their mouth and talk to you. The better you get, the better, the better you get good at pain in that feeling, you'll be good, right? Is that what you're saying? 
Because that's what I was saying. Get good at the pain, accepting the pain, like the accepting same thing. that awkward. Get good at it. Get you know, you get that like shiver where you think back to some of these moments you've yep. had in your life, yep. and you're like, Ugh, I can't believe I went through that. And the good news, the good news, this is what someone told me once. It actually helps me a lot. Is that it? It doesn't help me in the moment, by the way, at all. But it helps you think about later. Try remembering from your perspective, anybody you can think of right away that was embarrassed in front of you. You won't be able to. Your life will never remember that because human beings do not remember the negative. They are actually trained in your, your, your fucking like a DNA to remember the past as positive. That's why people always think like the 50s are so great because they only think of the positive things in history. It works for everything. So if you ever have this awkward moment with somebody, like stupid, like, oh, shit, I just said out my loud. And they looked at you like and maybe even giggled and then walked away. They'll never remember that moment. Like within an hour, that is gone from the you memory. You remember forever. it. It's negative and you remember because it. Because it's negative. Yeah. Well, not negative. It's, it was traumatic. There's a difference. So if something has affected you traumatically, your brain remembers things much differently. That's why you mm. think people remember it forever. But someone like that didn't, they're not traumatic. In fact, it was funny to them. It was like, uh, they don't care that you're embarrassed. They're not. They're Look at this nerd. So it, it's fascinating. Like, that's helped me. Like, knowing that everyone I was awkward with probably won't remember I was awkward with them ever. You know, they might be. There's a small chance if it was really severe, of course. But for the most part, it's not an issue. I think that's what a lot of people are fearful of. They don't want rejection forever. And if you can remember the next time you see them in like a year and a half, try again. Because <laughs> it so might work. If I were to give, if I were going to give anybody some some uh, tips yeah. on how Ooh, to have a conversation give it, give with somebody, it, Stack gave me a tip. Um, okay, mm, and so mm -hmm, we. Mm, mm. The one thing I would say <laughs> is try and focus on organic, like crossing of paths. Yes. So, like when you're going to the bar and the person next to you, regardless if you even want to have a long conversation. Just make a, a comment about the, the thing they're buying or or what they're wearing or com like complimenting their hair as long as it's not perfect like Dojo said. Mm -hmm. um, and it just have a short conversation because you never know like if that conversation will, will expand and blossom or it'll be just a nice way for you to break the ice for yourself like getting used to those things. Another thing is like in line for bathroom or like as you're walking by people um, you know, if, if you hear something that, that they said that you feel like you could respond to, you can make a comment, you know, or if you're standing in line at, at, to get into a place and they're in front of you or behind you. Um, it's a, a great way to just start a conversation as long as it's organic. Like, it's also okay to pay attention. Well, hold on. So I, I, I'm going to take it. I was getting to the best part. Well, okay. Oh, my gosh. I just want to go ahead. Someone, you said in the bathroom line. Don't do it there. You, you, because don't you, listen to him. If you're trapped with somebody, now you're awkwardly sitting for them in this awkward line forever. Don't, no, you don't, you're not, don't do that. You're not like don't, don't trying to that. pick this person up. It's not like you're That's gonna be like, That's not what I'm saying. It still can be awkward. But then, how is it awkward if you say hi and 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 then you mention something about what they're bro, what's going on bro. in the party? And yeah, you're you're you keep fine. Yeah, it doesn't maybe you don't get awkward conversations. I you probably don't. Well, I don't go into like deep things that can be weird. <laughs> it doesn't right matter. away. If you're, if you're gonna do a general population, not everyone's gonna be as good as you are at this. So think of you. Think of you making a mistake. I, no, you no, have to I, think of the. Is, this is years of me doing this. Okay, look, listen to me. You want to give someone advice? Practicing you, because your I'm advice, bad at it. Listen, your advice is to tell them even in the bathroom line, and you suck at this, and you're going to fail. And everyone's going to fail at least once or twice, if not forever. If you have to get good at failing, do it in the bathroom line. That's where you should fail. Fail in the bathroom line when it's like 17 people deep. Really awkward. Then you got to wait while people no, take dude, Why poop. are you creating this? Why because creating it's happened to me. I have made an awkward What did you say to them? Oh, my God. It was years ago. And it was How many times do you shake? Like, what do you say to them to make it awkward? <laughs> Jeez, it's not about that. You can't be that easy. Look, Don't do it while you're pissing on the stall. That's for sure. I didn't say that. I said in line. It's the point mm -hmm. of, like, these conversations. Tell me, tell me you're going to get rejected and awkward. <laughs> People don't want to talk to you, like you said. They no longer want to be there anymore. They want to leave you, your conversation. It happened to you. Well, that's you don't want that happening in the line. No, no, they can't it's go anywhere. It's okay to have a, a short burst of conversation, and then it ends. No, it's not like... Jesus. Oh, Joe. Jesus. You're saying that you don't... In any situation, the best situation is literally in a fucking line. You're telling them not to do it now. That's the situation. Because you have to stand next to them. They always, look, I'm sorry. You want a second advice? Always allow your person you're going to talk to, the person you're walking up to, the person you're approaching, the person you're starting a thing with, that they will always have an exit available to them. They so can go if they want. Oh, dude. Okay, fine. You're not, they're not a prisoner in line. Oh, Joe, I, how, 
I'm so shocked. I'm shocked. Some right. of the best conversations I've had are people who are like waiting in line to get into a club or to a party or like uh, waiting in line at the bar or waiting in line somewhere because there's nothing to do. And you can comment on, on what you're experiencing. Stan, I didn't say it didn't happen for you. I get it. I've had great ones there too. But you don't want to, you're recommending new people. Do you ever, are you a teacher or you just wanted them to be successful at the very top right away? There is. Dojo, but we're trying to also teach them that it's okay to feel awkward and you could, should sit there and stand there in your failure. It's okay. <laughs> Fine. I've done Fine. it too. I've, I've said I'm something just... to people. I chose the wrong person right. to talk to. And then it's just like this weird lure. Maybe. They like say something and then they're not into it and they turn around and you're like, okay. And you kind of just sit there now. Now you're looking at the back of their head. And you can then you can turn around and talk to the person behind okay, you. Okay, and be okay, like, "What's okay. this guy's problem?" <laughs> I will I will let you have this teaching moment, wise one. Oh, thank you, Dojo. You, you get this one. I have That's one your, thing. You ain't right right on your fucking wall. You have one thing now. <laughs> Dojo, let me have one thing. Well, this is about blues. This is about the emotional toll this stuff has on. So. These always conversation talk, the, uh, the the linking people up to talk and, and, and jive in a party. Those are real moments that eventually you know, get in your psyche. And, and that stuff, really, it's really sad when you realize you can no longer get those anymore. Um, there's no more parties to go to. You're not going to go tonight and randomly meet somebody uh, in your industry and connect with them in a great way and then immediately do it again with someone else. It's not going to happen. You have to go home to your room, sleep in your apartment, and then stream so you can make a living. And it's it doesn't work. It's kind of a quick switch. Switching off. Hmm. Switching off. What do you mean? Like you can get home, you have to switch off that side of you. Not switch off. It's just there's it's, there's no opportunity. You know, I've I've argued many times with you that success is opportunity mixed with preparedness. Well, when we go to these parties, we're prepared. We're mature. We're I think talented in our industry. We're motivated. We're dedicated, and we're adults. So we that's why we do well in these things. Is that we just simply have a good. Uh, preparedness for the opportunity of what this, these conventions give us. And when we come home, those opportunities are basically gone. We could force opportunity by really trying to network and really trying it. That's what you kind of have to do, to be honest. But it's harder, and it's with a lot less reward. Yeah, that's why you got to take advantage of these these conventions and, um, you know, meet as many people as you can. And, you know, it, it's also better just to have one good connection yep. throughout the whole weekend than, than trying to get 15 like just one good connection that can last a, a lifetime really yeah, and i hope that's true it, yeah. it's, a, it's a really good feeling and i think that it's okay to just have that too it doesn't necessarily mean you got to go talk to every single person you got to feel how you feel and and you know but the point about like approaching person how you feel like don't don't waste the opportunity if you're in one of these parties because they're they're fairly exclusive and they're worth taking a, like a step outside of your comfort zone yeah. to have a conversation. And the other thing I was, I was trying to say was the, and before you interrupted me, sorry, was just, the, just um, that's no, okay. Um, make it organic. Yes. And I said that, you know, organic being in line or whatever, you could also, fake organic if oh. you're if you're observing people mm. like if you notice people like split off from like their crew or like you notice that they like walk to a different area or just seeing their, their body language like they're going to sit down somewhere and there's a space next to them you can go and be like you know sit next to them and be like hey you know how's the party so far blah blah it's like this is if there's like a moment of that if you're paying attention you can create the organic thing as well so it's not necessarily like um, it has to be just you happen to walk by someone. You can also prepare yourself no, no, to you have, like. You have to no. You have to have initiative too. I mean, it's not by paying attention to people like as yeah, you're there without still, being like a gawking stalker. Well, I still, like, I still guess look. that's still organic to me. Instigating doesn't mean non-organic. I mean, or, or, organisms are aggressive organisms out there. You know, they're aggressive. They do things, but it's about not being just blind and just like doing something blindly to do get, get reaction. People who are like overreact or try being silly or stupid or trying to make you know be over the top that stuff's weird and strange and creepy organic is just that like standing next to someone that okay like my, my best organic thing is to move placement in a circle you know it's simple like you move here no no like you're standing in a circle like six people right and the person to your left and right aren't are either talking to someone away from you or not talking at all and you look to the top left you see okay that person i heard they said something about this while back out 
I'd rather talk then than not. An organic thing would be to kind of back out a little bit, squish those people together, and just move around the circle a little bit and squish back in between that person. And then now you're next to them. And you just look over and say hello. I mean, it's an organic thing, even though you force it because you moved position. But it's so subtle. It's not like you're being weird or, or, or creepy or anything. I've done that a thousand right. times. Like I've, I've started way more conversations in that method than anything else. Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's many ways to do it. So just some examples. I mean, um, but yeah, there's like even in line for food or walking around with the food. If you see someone with the food or if you see someone drop something, you know, or if you see someone like anything, it's like you can as long as you can react to something that is happening, like that's the starter, you know, and it's a better starter usually than just saying hi, you know, reacting to something that happened like bumping each other or if they're they're making a comment about something and you happen to hear it and you can kind of react to their comment all of a sudden it's like it's a better so it's starter your... than just going up and saying hello in healing link, psychology you stop, buddy link. <laughs> the cat but i would argue that maybe the link uh the uh the link to that uh, the links <laughs> the, li the link to human psychology or human social behavior would be the fact that you've now created a shared experience as minor as it is and then you're now exploiting that shared experience to bond easily without any sort of work yeah, basically, yeah, it's a natural conversation. So blues, we're talking blues. about blues. Like, like, blues. like I, I don't really, I don't really want to talk about negativity. And you know, we're getting along in the podcast. We're at like what forty-seven minutes or so. The fifty-one 50 minutes. I don't want to talk about it too much more. It's just it's a. I, I, I was always going to let to know people know it exists. I didn't know if I want to talk about it that much in detail because it doesn't. It's not that. It's not that serious. It goes away, and it's just the reaction of having an amazing time. It's, it's being aware that it, it's that, and it's not like your house or it's not your job it's no. not your life it's not depression. It's really just it's not going real, from yeah. Yeah, situational depression yeah it's like the idea that you are on such a high that when you come back you have to get used to living at a different level of excitement it's like it's just impossible to keep up with that type of lifestyle anyways you can't do that every day of the week for um you know your whole year you can only really do it for on the weekends and even then it's like it's exhausting so i think it's important to be comfortable with coming back and prepared that is a normal thing to feel yeah when you come home and, and and being okay with living at that excitement level that you have at home and, it, and it, plan it, for the next one and 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 make the best when you are there you know because honestly everyone that i've seen on twitter has all been like praising their twitchcon experience and that's been really like a shared um, experience I think for everybody is that it was just a really good overall a great time yes and it helps have friends like you uh to know that we're both going the same thing we can just chat about it quickly you know we can do like a head nod you know go, always going on shared experience whenever you have the same experience so all the people in those cons all the people on the twitters that's why I go on twitter because they're all saying the same thing man I mean they're like how many times I have someone I, I didn't even party with I just met either in passing or something they'll say all their, their parties and all the people they're missing and they're all like yeah, I have the, the post-con blues, and I'll miss, you know. So people we even, I didn't even really talk to are having the same experience, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and the people we hung out with, you guys know who you are. Um, you guys are <laughs> all amazing. I love you. All right, man. Well, I'm going to call it a night. Um, appreciate chatting about this. Uh, I'll see you next week on a different podcast. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.